Good afternoon. Hello, Mr. Dan. How's it going, sir? Oh, fantastic, sir. How are you? Oh, man, I'm great. I'm on a bit of a emotional um, excitement come down at the moment, if that's a thing. Yeah. Is this Boomtown? It is exactly Boomtown, man. Like, physically, I feel I feel good. I feel well-rested after the weekend. But no, it was just, uh, yeah, such an exciting place, such a magical yeah, wonderful place, and now I just feel a bit emotional that I'm not not in this wonderland that is Boomtown anymore. But wow. it's all good because we're back, and finally we can celebrate weekends full of football, which I've missed over the whole summer. So this weekend was the best weekend in ages. Well, last weekend it really started, but this weekend is when the Premier League come back and, you know, we just had the transfer deadline day and it was, yeah, it was, I love it. I love it. This is the best time of year. Absolutely. And I'll be completely honest, um, with most of the games, I feel you probably have a bit more input than me because obviously I was away. um, So I've only really seen the highlights. And when I say the highlights, I mean the Sunday match of the day, two highlights. So that's not the extended ones. That's essentially just the goals and then a bit of too good, too bad. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. You were, you have pre-planned for this. <laughs> okay. So where, where, where do we start? Do we start with the biggest game of the weekend? Um, I mean, we don't have to, I, I kind of realized that I am, I'm probably quite renowned for uh, having a bias on my own team. Um, so I'm I'll tell you what. Treading let's carefully. start. Let's start with the. Well, that's the one game you caught, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's let's start with that. Okay, let's cool. start with the. Um, what's your take on? What was your take on it? Um, well, it was quite interesting because the first half started, and I thought Chelsea looked a little bit better. They looked a little bit more dangerous. They hit the woodwork twice in that first half, actually. Um, but I guess what really excited me is. Manchester United's ability to counter-attack. Like we have a lot of fast players and ultimately I think I think 4-0 was a bit harsh on Chelsea, but um we just made the most of counter-attacks and our chances and at the back Chelsea looked a bit weak. Um on top of that I think before the game as well like I I guess I just took for granted how much how little business Chelsea did. Obviously they've got their transfer ban, but seeing so many young players in you know a game with a, a caliber as high as Manchester United Chelsea to start players like Mason Mount, Tammy Abraham, who although may be good players, are only real, have only really proven themselves in the Championship. I thought that was a big risk by Frank Lampard that essentially didn't pay off. I think he had his hands tied a little bit though, didn't he? I mean, William wasn't on the bench. No Rudiger as well. Yeah, Rudiger's still injured. I mean, he did bring Giroud on, but there's not, there's not too. I don't know, you know, if he was going for a different approach. Hmm. You know, I mean, maybe trying to counterattack themselves with Tammy Abraham because he's got a bit more pace than Giroud. Um, I mean, I didn't think, I didn't think he done that badly. I, I do think the scoreline flattered you guys. Um, yeah, I, yeah. But what I will say is, I think the signing of Harry Maguire is. <laughs> It already looks like you're you're a lot more self assured now. Oh, definitely, definitely. Like he he's able to control. There doesn't look like that. Doesn't look that nervy presence now. Yeah, not like Chris Smalling or Phil me. Jones. Yeah, and I, and I think that it's it's one of them ones where it is only week one, mm-hmm. and you know there could be there could be issues. And I know that Chelsea did get at you guys quite a bit. I know, I think Wambasaka got caught out a little bit, mm. um, sort of pie up the pitch and whatnot. But it's the first, it's the first competitive game they've played with each other. Um, and you kept a clean sheet. I know it was, like you said, against the Chelsea side that was missing a few people. But overall, I mean, it was a good defensive display. De Gea sort of was called upon and, 
and dealt with, you know, the issues with a relative amount of ease. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's only going to be a confidence booster beating a team like Chelsea. And it doesn't matter who Chelsea put out. If you see United, you know, or us, for instance, if we was to have beaten Chelsea 4-0, it's, it's a confidence booster. Yeah, definitely. I think um, um, what's been interesting with this week as well is obviously lots of people, pundits, etc., have been suggesting who they think is going to finish like top four, the order of the top four, the order of the whole league, essentially. And I couldn't help notice that Manchester United don't feature in a lot of the, the top fours of various pundits and people posting on social media. Do Is it too early to say after one game that Manchester United are more likely than Chelsea to finish in that top four now? Is that too early? Yeah, I still think it's too early. I I mean, obviously the promise from the game dictates that, you know, that there could be a point there, but I don't really think you can judge much on one game, personally. Mm, yeah. you, you've you've still got, you know, Harry Maguire and Wan-Bissaka could get injured and both be out for six months. And then you're back to your, you know, to your, the back five that you were in trouble with last season. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, Christian Pulisic could become a world beater. You just don't know. Yeah. Um, they, I think that fourth spot is a really difficult sort of thing to, to divulge into because there's so many different areas that you can look at, so many different teams. I mean, Arsenal, they, they didn't look great. But they still got three points. Very true, yeah. Um, and you know, what I mean, it's there's a lot. There's still so much football to be played. We played one game, yeah. And I think that it's it's seeing how you guys deal with because Chelsea weren't at full strength. It's seeing how you guys deal with, you know, when you play Spurs, Liverpool, Man City, Arsenal. And I think when when the pressure's put on a little bit more. Seeing how you guys deal with it then. I think we can win the league. <laughs> wow. wow. You've got to be optimistic, man. You've got to have that hope. You've got to be optimistic. Otherwise, Do you know what, what I think? <laughs> Rashford top goal scorer. Oh, God, here we go with a Rashford shit again. World class. Oh, honestly. Um, what I will say, though, is the um, Kurt Zuma... It's a weird one because I've always sort of backed Kurt, Kurt Zuma. I always thought, you know, he's he's such a presence. You know, he's got a bit of pe- got a bit of pace about him, and he looks so, looks so out of his depth yesterday. I think like that, that he's either brilliant that, or he's he's terrible. Like that foul, he's so rash. Yeah, he just seems so rash, and he seems like like that that Rashford penalty. I just it was just. It was a lunge. It was just a hopeful lunge. And for some reason, he's doing it in the box. And I can't quite put my finger on why the decision was made. Mm-hmm. Um, and that and that set you guys on your way. Because from that point onwards, you can implement the counter-attack. Because I actually thought while it was nil-nil, it was a pretty close game. Yeah. I mean, Tammy Abraham smacked the post. Mm-hmm. Um, Emerson hit the crossbar, but I think that was when you guys were 1-0 up. Yeah, yeah. Um, Generally, they they attacked us quite a bit in the first half. Before we scored, they definitely... I almost felt like the penalty we got was it's sort of against the run of play. Yeah. I felt. Yeah, and I and I'd agree with that. And this is the thing. This is why it's so early to tell because you guys were then able to do... You know, you, you were able to play on that counter-attack vibe. Yeah. And not just that. that. That was where you sort of saw Harry Maguire doing all right because when they were lumping balls up top, he's going to win nine out of ten headers. Absolutely, Do you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna he's gonna impose himself, and so if you've got that big that big centre defender that's going to impose himself, it's so easy to play that counter attacking football because you can almost sit back ever so slightly. Yeah. Um, I don't know if. I mean, they they were getting down your left hand side quite a lot. And Luke Shaw was having issues because they were sort of almost doubling up on him because Rashford weren't tracking back. And I don't know if that was a reluctance on his part 
to track back or well i think or, if, you, uh, if you look at the way we played we we i think very consciously didn't play with kind of wing right or left midfield players we kind of played four essentially central midfielders some were more attacking some were more defensive which left a lot of pressure on Luke Shaw and Aaron Wan-Bissaka to be to cover that whole flank which I know you know wing backs are supposed to do that but especially when your wing backs are are, are young um, maybe they want to get forward a bit more than they want to stay back and I think maybe they were caught out a couple of times doing that so I don't really think Luke Shaw went forward that much I, I, I think that in his case, I think because they were, Chelsea realised that they could expose Luke Shaw because there was no Rashford tracking back. Mm-hmm. But that was the issue. I don't really think that it was a case of Luke Shaw getting back and, sorry, sorry, going forward and not being able to get back. I think that was more the case of Wamba Saka. Yeah. Um, when they broke down the right hand side. But, um, but he can wrap his legs around people, man. I love when he does that. It, it, yeah. I mean, it's. <laughs> It's unbelievable. But like I said to you last week, I just don't know. I'm kind of waiting for it to go wrong. Yeah, I hear that. Like, I am... You say in an ideal world, he'll be in front of the defender in the first place and wouldn't have to track back and wrap his legs around people. Well, no. No, I'm not saying that because I I understand the role of a a modern-day fullback and that, you know, they, they go from sort of the... They go from sort of like box to box. Mm. I think it's just more a case of that it happens. It happens so much, and it's whether or not he is going to be able to get away with it. Yeah, like, like Liverpool are encountering the same problem. Um, with Trent Alexander Arnold. That's a nice segue. Let's talk about Liverpool. Um, <laughs> see, so so I watched the game and. I mean, if it wasn't for Norwich's complete lack of, you know, defending Naus, yeah. I think it would have been a closer game. Um, they look they look exciting. They look like they're going to go at teams, which is really good. Um, I like their players, uh, Buendia and Puki. Puki looks like uh, he uh, could be as prolific as he was last season, potentially. It's a good. It was a good finish. It was a good finish. Um, but. The worry for us was is that I, that that diagonal ball they played over the top towards towards Trent's side of the defence. Mm-hmm. They was always they was always getting joy, mm-hmm. and players who have a bit more quality are gonna pose more risks. Okay, yeah. Um, and that that was my will. My, that was my sort of real worry about mm-hmm. that game. Um, I thought I don't think we played we played well I don't think we played that well but we played well enough uh, 4-1 I still feel flat as us um, but I mean we'll take it we'll take it and we got the Super Cup on Wednesday so I mean hopefully we're sort of we're a bit more defensively engaged mm-hmm. Against a, you know, I mean, I imagine there still be a, it will still be the Chelsea team that you guys faced. So you know, it's going to be questions and answers, isn't it? Their attack versus our defence. I'm confident um, that Liverpool win that one, surely. I mean, yeah, I, I'm I'm confident too, but it's just these niggling feelings in the back of my head that sort of. I, I, it's not a worry. It's not a worry because I still think we're going to do well this season. Um, it's just. And at the end of last season, Trent was getting caught out. Start of this season, he's getting caught out. And it's just, it's that fine line, isn't it, between being too attacking mm-hmm. and not attacking enough. And what? at the moment, he seems to be too attacking. But I think that's, again, it, it, it ebbs and flows because he's getting so many assists. So, yeah. I mean, on one hand, you can argue and on one hand, you can't. It's a real difficult scenario. One thing I wanted to quickly ask you about Liverpool is uh, Divock Origi. Um, he's kind of in an interesting position because, you know, there was talk of him leaving last season. Then he worked wonders towards the end of the season. In the opening game, he essentially came in to replace Sadio Mane, um, who's not quite fit. And I thought he did really, really well. 
plus he got me a lot of points in my fantasy football squad. And what did you make of yeah. his performance and what, what do you see happening for him this season? I still think he's... So, the issue you have is is that the front three we have has monopolised that area. Mm-hmm. And they've become so important now that you can't drop them. Mm-hmm. Um, Divock has played incredibly well and he's done so many, sort of made such big impacts during last season. You know, the goal against Everton, the goal in the Champions League final, the you know, the performance against Barcelona, mm-hmm. just to name a few. And, you know, again, against Norwich on Friday night, he was he was real good. He was a real threat. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I am, I like him. I do like him. Uh, I sort of, I worry because he, his form dips and when it dips, like when, when Origi's good, he's good, but when he's bad, he can be really bad. Yeah. And that, that's my worry. If he can sort of kick that habit out a little bit, but there's no doubt in my mind that once Sadio Mane gets sort of back to full fit, back to full match fitness, that he'll come straight back into the team. Mm-hmm. Um, Allison is the worry for me. Um, As in, no Allison often, is a worry for you. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's not Allison, it's Alice Off. Alice Off. <laughs> wow. And now, and, and we found the episode title Alice Off. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Adrian will be decent. We'll, you know, he'll do a job. I mean, as as cliche as that sounds, but he's not he's not our number one. I sort of I've been reading a lot that Allison's going to be out for anywhere from four to eight weeks. Wow. Which if that's the case, he'll miss the Arsenal league game and the Chelsea league game. Um, we are looking to sign a goalkeeper on a free. I think it's going to be Andy Lonergan. Okay. Um who was released by Middlesbrough at the end of last season. He came on pre-season with us and that's sort of why he looks like he's going to be the one. Um, we're sort of struggling with a lack of numbers. But it, it's just, it's the way it goes. We didn't really struggle with injuries last season and then in the first league game of the season, we we get struck down with an injury. Um yeah, it's all, it's, all part, it's all part of the fun and games, isn't it? Well, I think, um, nice segue there. I think that's the difference maybe between Liverpool and Man City because, again, we spoke about it so much last season and Man City have done well to not really lose anyone but then also add just one or two players to give them that extra bit of strength and depth. I think I heard a, a quote from um, Guardiola saying, who's going to compete for the title this year? He said, Man City, Liverpool, Tottenham and Man City B because they just have that much of a strong squad that even the players on the bench make an 11 of them and they will beat most teams in the Premier League as well. Uh, what did you make of their emphatic victory on Saturday? So I, that quote, I think, was from Mourinho last night. Oh, Mourinho, sorry, not Guardiola. Yeah, yeah, I think it's from Mourinho. Um, but no, I completely agree. Uh, see, the thing is, is it, it's a weird one because I actually didn't think, I didn't think West Ham done that bad. Mm. Um I I thought that, you know, City are going to steamroll on most teams. Um, and I think Raheem Sterling is in for a big season again this season. Um, and I know that's going to sound obvious because he scored a hat-trick first game of the season. He just he just um, seems to keep... Think, he just keeps seems to winning. He's just a winner, it seems, Raheem. I, the more he plays, the more he seems to be Man City's main man. Yeah. And... He's become a serial golfer in a team where there's so many. And I think that's the biggest, that's the biggest sort of compliment you could give him. Mm. Do you know what I mean? A couple, you know, sort of three, three seasons ago, he was never going to, I mean, I didn't think Raheem Sterling was going to be a, a serial goal scoring threat. No, he kept missing the sitters. I remember those yeah. that time. And it's, it's a sort of to see what Guardiola has done with him. I think is is huge because it's that Guardiola factor that's made him as good as he is now. Yeah, and sort of arriving in the box when he does, and you know what I mean, tucking him away as he should. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I still can't see past them winning the league. Um, and like you said, the I mean they've they've gone and signed Cancelo from from Juve. You know what I mean? So they've got um, they've got cover. For, they've got very good cover for Walker. They've got cover um, in every position. Yeah, Rodri looks like a good player. Mm-hmm. Um, he looks like he's going to hit the ground running. So I mean, how can you how can you say anyone else but City are going to win the league? It's mm. just they look a they look a step above. They really do. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, in the other games with the 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 top clubs, I guess you call it, the clubs looking to hit the top four, top six. Um, Tottenham had to come back to beat newly promoted Aston Villa. Um, Again, this is a game I didn't see, but um, from what I heard and from looking at the stats, it seemed like Aston Villa were played really well, defended really well in the first half, managed to stop Tottenham from getting any shots. I think they had one shot on target in the first half. Then in the second half, I heard a stat saying Tottenham had about 31 shots in total um, and obviously went on to win the game 3-1. Um, what did you make of the game, Dan? What what happened? What did I miss out on? Um, it was... I mean, Tottenham definitely looked better second half. Um, Undombele looks a player, by the way. Mm-hmm. He looks a player. Like, he took his goal really well. Um, the Harry Kane, August Jinx seems to have disappeared. Um, and it's... They needed that. That Tottenham needed an injection, yeah, of something, and I think that that's what he's going to give them. Um, I I watched the game, and although they were one 0 down, I still felt. I, I never really thought that they were going to lose the game. Mm-hmm. Um, they went down one 0 to a John McGinn goal. Um, Villa look all right. I don't. You know, I mean, they've invested very heavily this season. They're going to um, stay up. I don't know. I really, I don't know. Um, my gut's telling me yes, but I'm not. I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure. It wouldn't surprise me if they went down still, mm. despite despite how much they've spent. So I think they spent. I think they've spent somewhere in the region of 130 million. I mean that's that's a lot. Is that uh, does that take the record from Fulham as a newly promoted club? I think it does. I think it does. But I mean Fulham isn't really anything to to measure up against because they went straight back down. Yeah, wow. <laughs> and that's it. So anything and, and the two Yeah, so it's it is. But um no, like the look of Spurs. Um I think they'll do well again this season. They'll they'll definitely get top three. Mm-hmm. Um I think this season those Spurs need to win a need to win a cup. They need to focus on an FA Cup, something like that. A League Cup just so or something. They, just so they got, yeah, just so they got a bit of silverware. Just so their fans could, <laughs> could yeah. get a bit of breathing. Uh, br- at the moment, it's, I mean, it, it's great. It's great for them getting to a Champions League final and, and you know, consistently being the third best team in the in you know in England. But you want to be the best. In it. You definitely want to be the best at something. You know I mean. You look back on it, and it's just like you're, you're the nearly men. But I mean, they are, and they've got they got so much potential to be the men. So I mean, the guys. Speaking of which, do you remember in Sports Direct in Oxford, um, the one in the Westgate Centre? I don't think it's there anymore. Well, obviously Westgate has expanded. But do you remember when you walked in and you went up the stairs and you looked behind you on the stairs and it had a list? Of every Premier League winner and FA Cup winner for the last like hundred yes. years, that yes. was excellent. I don't remember seeing Tottenham on that. <laughs> <laughs> they, I think they won the FA Cup in '91. Oh, okay. I wasn't alive in '91. Yeah, so I, they, they've not, they've not won. I mean, uh, I think the last thing they won was the League Cup in '08. Maybe Jonathan Woodgate scored. Oh wow. When they had the, um, the Kappa kits that were like super tight. Oh, proper tight. Proper, yeah. Proper tight Kappa kits. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, they, they'll do well. I, I, I think Spurs will win a cup this season. But I don't think it will be any of the two big ones that they're involved in. And Arsenal 
one nil victory looked okay I actually managed to see half of this game um kind of underwhelming Newcastle had some chances I think Newcastle will be fine I think Arsenal will be fine I don't really know what to say about this game see now I do think Newcastle will be fine I got a little bit of a uh, little bit of stick for it but I think they'll be fine based on the I mean just just based on their signings I think they'll be okay um and I think there's three worse teams than them yeah. I think there was three worse than them in the league. I mean, um, Almiron looks dangerous. Joe Linton looks dangerous. Shelby can be a bit of a talisman picking out passes and stuff. I think they've got a, you know, I think Matt Ritchie's a bit of a veteran at this level. I feel like and then Lucas have got enough. Got, and uh, who's the winger they signed from Nice? Um, St. Maximine? Oh, Maximine? yeah, the guy with the little, the little funky dreads. Yeah. Like... He looks like he'll, you know, he looks like he could be a danger. Yeah. So, um, from the Arsenal game, I mean, Aubameyang's always, always going to cause you problems, especially when your defence goes walkies like... Jamal LaSalle's. Like, yeah, like like they did. <laughs> it just seems so much space. Mm. So much space. You can't give a player um, that fast that much space. That's ridiculous. Not not with the finishing ability. Yeah. But I really I'm looking forward to seeing this Danny Kalos. Oh yeah. Um that they've signed on from Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. I'm sort of I really hope that he because in the Euro in the under twenty ones championships, he looked real good. Mm. He looked real good. And I think that he could add a lot to Arsenal this season. Yeah. But it all really does depend on on sort of how he settles in. Yeah. Um Quite intrigued to see Nicolas Pepe. Um, I kind of thought he would start. Yeah, so did um, I. But equally, I feel maybe um, Arsenal looked at that game and thought, this is this is a win. We don't have to bring him in too quickly. Maybe we can just ease him in. Get him built up towards a, a bigger game, maybe. No disrespect to Newcastle, but I'm, I'm just speculating as to maybe that's what Unai thought. First game of the season, though. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, they should have gave him like half an hour, maybe. So, at least. Well, you know, it just uh, Arsenal will be there or thereabouts in the top four race, but I don't think they'll. I don't. I, don't, I think they'll. They'll. They're either finishing fourth, fourth or fifth. You know. Yeah, I hear that. Um, any other teams uh, or any other games particularly interested you, Mister Dan? The Brighton Watford game shocked me. That shocked me too. I, I think it shocked a lot of us. I didn't see that happen. So, um, just previously, Brighton had only won three of their last 32 away games mm-hmm. before before the game on Saturday. Um, and because I quite like Brighton, I got you know I got a bit of a soft spot for him, and I like Neil Neil Mapai. Neil Mapai, I think you pronounce his name. Yeah, they signed from Brentford. Mm-hmm. Um, he came off the bench and scored, and I think he'll get a few goals this season. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I sort of see because I always have Watford down at home as as a decent shout most weekends. So for them to be, you know, put aside by Brighton three 0 it was never on my uh, that was never on my group sheet. What's that complacency? I don't think I don't think it can be complacency first game of the season. I mean, they had a decent league position, made it to the the final of the FA Cup. Um, maybe they've gone into this thinking, "Oh, we're cool." Brighton struggled. Oh, I don't know. We're cool. Surely, I know professional footballers shouldn't feel complacency, but I guess when you're a club like Watford, mm, I don't know. I'm just I'm only speculating here. Um, yeah, see, I, I don't think it can be that. I just think maybe they've been caught off guard hmm. rather than anything else. I don't. I'd be very surprised if it was complacency first game of the season. Yeah, everyone's new, everyone's fresh. I don't. I don't really feel like complacency could really be an issue. Hmm. Um, you say everyone's fresh. Yeah, that, but like, I mean, Watford played a very familiar, familiar team. Yeah, yeah, they did. They did. Um, I mean, they had, I think they only had one different player. I think Craig Dawson was the only player that they they had. But yeah. it was, 
I, th- I think it's just one of them things you just have to wait and see. See if it was a blip or see if they're going to have troubles this season. Yeah. I don't think they will. I think it was just a little, you know, a minor blip. But um, And whoever they got in the next game, they'll sort of bounce back. And I guess the rest of the um, games were kind of either board draws, not, well, not board draws, but like kind of what you would expect. Palace, Everton, nil-nil. All right, well done. Uh, Leicester Wolves similar I think these teams were like pretty evenly matched teams I'm really happy to see Sheffield United score a goal in their first game back um, but one, kind of surprised one, by one that up, well one up from that I'm really excited to see Billy Sharp score a goal yeah on man his, on his Premier League debut because Billy Sharp has been a you know a goal Is- machine in, in the lower leagues for, for years now so it's good to see him get his chance and for him to take it isn't he one of the I swear he holds a record for like most league goals outside of the Premier League or something. I have no idea, but if we can find that out, that's a stat. Yeah. what I mean, I, I had him on Football Manager like 2008 maybe as a wonder kid. Um, and now here he is as a, as a wonder man. A wonder man. <laughs> a wonder man. Have you been a wonder kid in 2008? Was it 2008? I can't remember. I was maybe about 16 at the time of playing. And I remember signing Billy Sharp for Oxford United and he did really well for me. Oh, that's a thinker. Yeah. <laughs> that's a thinker. But, I mean, and the the other one we forgot to mention was Burnley Southampton. Oh, yeah. that I, I kind of expected that. I, I saw Burnley winning that comfortably-ish. I, I quite like Burnley as a team. I've got quite a yeah, soft see, spot for I, them. I, I, don't, I don't mind Burnley. I thought Southampton might have might have done a little bit better. Um, I was quite surprised to see him beat 3-0 um, and it sort of it remains to be seen whether or not it's another struggling season for him mm. I, I think in a similar way um, to the reasons why you like Brighton I think I like Burnley because they're they're a bit old school they play a sort of 4-4-2 Ashley Barnes Chris Wood are kind of those like old school 90s Premier League strikers yeah, going to um, cause you issues. Yeah, exactly. You. Yeah, and Ashley Barnes got his two goals. I'm really annoyed at myself because I considered putting him in, in my um, fantasy football team. Uh, and then I also considered putting in Ben Mee because I fancied them getting a clean sheet. But then I went for Ben Gibson for some stupid reason who didn't even play. So I didn't get that clean sheet you've bonus. Done, you've done so well. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> um, actually, speaking of uh, fantasy football teams... Shall we share with the fans our fantasy football league, Mr. Dan? Yeah. So uh, anyone listening who, who plays fantasy football, we, we have a fantasy football league, which I'm just pulling up now. It's called the Generic Football League. And I've just pulled up now, Dan, and you're at the bottom. How do you feel? I, yeah, well, you know, the, the best start off slow anyway, don't they? <laughs> I'm do nicely you know I mean? placed in third here. Yeah, I'm sort of, I'm just, I'm, you know, it's just a casual thing, you know? <laughs> the other one that I'm taking, the other one that I'm taking seriously, and it's got 118 points. So you know that's. Oh, for real? Okay. Well, I mean that's that's where all your eggs are, I guess. Your eggs are in that basket. Well, well, no, I'm lit. I'm lit. I'm just clutching here. I'm just clutching. But <laughs> I'll come back. I'll come back. So yeah, fans, if you want to join our league, um, the code is get a pen and paper ready. To be fair, it's a podcast, so you can always rewind it and listen back to this. Um, it's P <laughs> P for Patron, which is an alcoholic beverage. Uh, B, <laughs> B, like Bumblebee. M, X, I. That's P, B, B, M, X, I. I thought you was going to go phonetic to make it sound like we were quite sophisticated. Yeah, I, I used to work in a telesales actually, and I, I did learn the phonetic alphabet, but I forgot it all now. P, I'm actually P for to, partridge. I'm I'm trying to work out what it is. <laughs> X for X-ray or xylophone. It's one of them. It's always one of them. It's X. It's X-ray. I is indigo. Uh, that's it. Yeah. B. Um, breathtaking. Breathtaking. <laughs> yeah, I think that's part of the phonetic. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Nailed that. All right. I think uh, that would do it nicely for for part one. Uh, in part two, we're going to bring back the quiz, which I uh, currently hold the crown for. It's like I'm Man City and you're Liverpool. 
in this uh, this quiz race for the title. Um, so yeah, join us in part two where we do our opening day quiz. <laughs> Welcome back to part two of the Generic Football Show. Um, it's myself, Silas, along with yourself, Dan. Hi, hi myself, Dan. <laughs> so, uh, Dan, uh, this is the quiz where we have five questions for each other and a spare question in case it goes to uh, sudden death. Um, we're not actually next to each other. So I was considering flipping a coin, but we're not going to see the coin. Um, how do we decide who goes first? I think winner chooses. I think winner from last season chooses. Okay. Uh, well, in that case, I think I want you to ask me a question first. Dum, dum, dum. Right. Okay. Right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Ready, steady. Right. This weekend of the opening Premier League season, who was the only team not to play a debutant? Oh, uh, only team not to play, as in to start a debutant or to... To... Like, one of them, he did, they didn't play at all. Uh, hmm. Uh, oh... That's a good one. Cheers. Ha <laughs> Lucky! Uh, I'm thinking... I'm thinking Crystal Palace. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to go with it. Crystal Palace, I'm going to say. Yeah? Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, this is why he is champion. The correct answer is Crystal Palace. Have some of that. Get in. What do you know about me, son? Uh, Honestly, well, Jamie and Robinson. <laughs> to be fair, my first question, I almost definitely know you're going to get um, because we spoke about it, but I'm not going to give it away. Okay, so question one for you, Dan. Uh, Tangai Ndombele scored in his Premier League debut for Tottenham and Daniel James scored on his Premier League debut for Manchester United. But can you name the other debutant to score at the weekend? Um, the other debutant to score was uh, Neil Malpai for Brighton. Yep, I knew you. Would, we spoke about this, so that's why that question's a write-off. But there you go, one-one. Yes. <laughs> um, who who had the most debutants this weekend in the Premier League? Uh, well, does a team that's just come up count? Because I guess. They're all debutants in the no, Premier League. No, so so like so that they've signed. Oh, sorry, okay. that they've that they've recently signed. So debutants for the club rather than for the league. Okay, so it's definitely I'll do it by process of elimination. It's not going to be. I mean, United had three debutants who played. City had one. It's not going to be any of the big clubs. Um, who made a lot of signings? West Ham made a couple. I feel Everton made a couple. Uh, 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 uh. It's got to be West Ham. Everton. Well, I guess no. Actually, Newcastle made a couple. Uh, who have I missed out? Leicester, Wolves, not really. Um, oh, I'm gonna say. Um, I'm going to go with oh no I'm going to go with West Ham no actually am I I think it's West Ham or Everton I'm going to go with I'll go with West Ham I'll go with my first instinct okay uh, you're wrong ah. um, it was actually Aston Villa oh I was nowhere near okay you know what I just completely um, ruled I'm... out all the promoted clubs of course it was Aston, Aston Villa. Villa. Why did I think that? Aston Villa had five. Why did I not think that? Of course. They've just made a transfer record for promoted clubs. Oh, I hate when I do that. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Still 1-1. One, one. Okay, here we go. This one might catch you. So, Raheem Sterling became the third player to score an opening day hat-trick in the 21st century i.e. since 2000. 
Uh, can you name the other two players? I don't need to know the year or what team they played for, just the other two players for one point. Didier Jogba. Correct. And Gabriel von Oh my God, <laughs> he's got it right. How <laughs> oh, did you know that? Is that one of your questions? Yeah. Oh, of course it is. Wow. Well, 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 it is. It, it kind of is and it kind of isn't, so I can still use it. Okay. Right, okay. And I'm going to do it now. Okay, go ahead. Um, how many players in the Premier League era have scored hat-tricks on the opening day? Oh, so that's... Oh, I didn't do that much research. So obviously we've got Raheem Sterling, we've got Gabby Bonahor, we've got DDA Drogba. Um, and there's got to be a couple of players in the 90s who did it. Uh, oh, I didn't do that research. I, I, I remember in one of our first episodes you said to me, I didn't watch football before 2000. So all my questions I try and tailor to after 2000. No, no, the only reason I said that is because I couldn't stand the fact of you talking about United winning the treble. Oh, <laughs> I see. Um, so... So you just need the number of how many players did it. You don't need to know names. No, no, just number. Just We'll go number. I feel like someone like Shearer might have done it or Dwight York or something. Or... I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say five. I reckon two more did it in the 90s. Okay. Um, the actual, the actual answer was eight. Um, wow. Um, Niall, uh, sorry, it was, um, so it was Matt Letizier. Yeah. It was Kevin Campbell. Yeah. Mickey Quinn. Yep. Fabrizio Ravinelli. Oh, you know, I did know that one. I found it in my research. What a bellend. Okay. <laughs> and Dion Dublin. Oh man, alongside Gabby, Didier and Raheem. Oh, I was way off. So what does that mean? You're you're three one up? Two one up? Um so far you have got I've only one asked right. Yeah, I've only asked you two questions and you've got them both right. Yeah, so you've asked, you've asked yeah, I've asked you three questions and so far you've got one right. Okay, so third question for you, and it's two one. This will give you a nice Nice, comfortable lead. So, Norwich City are back in the Premier League and played in the opening game, losing 4-1 to Liverpool. But can you tell me the last season in which they competed in the Premier League? Oh. That would have been... Obviously, it wasn't last season. It wasn't the season before that. So this is 1920. 1819. Uh, I'm afraid that is the wrong answer. <coughs> the answer is 1516, where they got relegated ah. alongside Aston Villa. That's annoying. <laughs> okay, all right. Pretty pleased with myself. All right. So, fourth question. How many, and I need to explain this, so give me a second. Mm-hmm. How many players made their competitive debuts this weekend in the Premier League for their clubs? Now, this does not include people that have sought, that were on loan last season, like Raul Jimenez, because he signed this summer, or Kovacic. Okay. It, it, is, new, it is new players, like Malpai, like D- Daniel James. Okay. How many players made their competitive debuts this weekend? And I will give you it within three. Three, okay. It's off the top of my head. Uh, Chelsea had... Hang on, can I also ask, does that include players who have come back from loan? Like Tammy Abraham, like Mason Mount? No. Okay. No. Um, so Chelsea had Pulisic. Four over here. Man United has. Twenty three. Um, I feel like Arsenal didn't bring anyone on, but Newcastle did. Uh, 
let's round that up. Aston Villa had five. 16. Uh, I'm going to guess in the other games. 16, let's just say. Three in that game. It's 20. Mm, Born with Sheffield, that have a clue. I'm just going to say four. 24. 27. Two. I'm going to say 41. Oh, correct answer is 35. <laughs> I definitely overestimated some of those games. Oh, I was fairly close, though. I was pretty pleased with my yeah, working game. Done out. well. <laughs> done well. Oh, that was a tough question. So it's still 2 1. Yeah. And that was my fourth question, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll have a look at my question see which one I'm going to ask you next okay this one I feel you should know so it would be extra special if you don't know okay so Origi came in to replace ah. Sadio Mane for Liverpool and he played well but can you name the other two players in Liverpool's starting lineup on Friday that didn't feature in their starting lineup on day one against West Ham last season that, and that's the starting 11, not come on. No, the starting 11. Okay, so. Fabinho. Yep. And. You need them both for the correct answer. Uh, the front three was. Would have been Salah, Firmino, and Mane because they were the ones that scored. I think Henderson would have played, but I think Milner would have played with him. So that might have been the Mino role. Uh, who is our other centre midfielder? Henderson, Fabinho, and. I nailed him. Uh, I'm going to go Vinaldum. So you were saying Fabinho and Ronaldum? Yeah. I'm afraid that's the wrong answer. Ah. I was looking for Fabinho and Henderson, who started instead. Oh. They started instead of Milner and Cater. <sighs> Fantastic. <laughs> Call yourself right. a Liverpool La- fan. Last question. <laughs> go I on. love this. Of the current Premier League clubs, which have the best opening day record? Uh, so I'm looking for the, the one club with the best record. Yeah. Um, opening day record. And that's like as a percentage, I'm guessing, because obviously some clubs have been in the league longer than others. Um, I think I saw a stat earlier saying West Ham's record was terrible. So that rules them. Yeah, out. I can tell you. It's, I can tell you it's not West Ham. Yeah, that rules them. That's out. my present to you. Um, I feel like uh, Man United would probably be quite good. But then maybe as with Chelsea's, but they obviously lost. Liverpool have got to be up there. Actually, Liverpool, Arsenal. Arsenal can't be that bad. Ah, oh, the one club who has the best record. Um, I'm just going to go straight in and say Man United. So Manchester United yep. have the second best record. Ah! <laughs> Best is it Liverpool? Nope. It Played Ma- four. Yeah. One two. Drawn two. Lost none. Is it Sheffield United? Oh, that's so cheeky. <laughs> that's unbelievable. 
<laughs> That's a trick question. Oh, how good is that? You know what that means, don't you? That you, you've won this week. I've won. Oh, you bellend. <laughs> Sack it off, mate. Sack well, it man. off. Do you want your last question still? Yeah, go on. I've got let two. Me to- fa- let me fail miserably at that before I celebrate wildly. I've got two to choose from. Uh, and I feel you, you might know them both, actually. Uh, I'll give you this one. I don't know if there's, if there's any more Liverpool questions. I might be stumped. Uh, well, Man City won emphatically in their opening game against West Ham. But can you name the last reigning champions to lose their opening game of the following season? Don't need the year, just the team. You could probably work out the team from the year. Or vice versa. Leicester? Leicester did lose um, the following season. But the following season after that, Chelsea lost after winning the league to Burnley 3-2. So you would have got that wrong, sir. Well played. Well Well done, mate. Yeah, well done, prick. (laughs) Yes! 1-0 for now, but next week we'll see Wagwan. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> nice one, Dan. It's been fun to uh, talk foot with you. First game of the season. Yep. Got the podcast yep. back up and running. Uh, and remember, fans, if you want to join the uh, the Fantasy Football League, the code is PBB. Oh, I've lost it. MXI. That's the one. That's the code to join the league. See you in the league. Just quickly, just quickly, before we go, I've got two stats that will blow your mind. Hit me with the stats. Right. So Jack Grealish mm-hmm. has currently has a record of 19 Premier League games in a row that he has lost. Wow. That's horrific. What a poor lad. And he got punched in the right. face. Yeah, oh, I know. Bad. <laughs> yeah. Bad. Bad to be... And, and he's got that terrible haircut as well. Yeah. And... The other one was West Ham have conceded 99 goals in all competitions at the London Stadium. Manchester City have scored 22 of those despite only playing in five of the 68 games at the stadium. Wow. And I'll leave you with that. Thanks, Statman Dan. <laughs> Love that. Enjoy the rest of your day, man. Until next weekend. Take it easy, bro. Right. Bye-bye.